the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's amazing new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings if you want to cash out in as fast as two hours and how fun is it to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in presented by FanDuel on that homepage if you are new just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now sign up with promo code Monaco so they know I sent you disclaimer 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. All right, welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Alex Monaco, chilling with Liv Moods. Liv, how we feeling in Denver? Feeling good. I saw a little clip of uh, Russell Wilson actually getting some uh, passes into Jerry Judy. Woo! As a Broncos fan, that definitely made me feel good. I was excited to see that. Uh, Nuggets looking good right now. So yeah, being a Denver sports fan isn't so bad at the moment. So I'm, I'm a happy girl. And Jokic coming off uh, his 19th triple-double, making that MVP race. Interesting. Are you thinking that Jokic is going to steal it? He's got the highest player efficiency rating ever in the history of the NBA, by the way. So I don't know how Embiid's still the favorite. Yeah, I, I think Jokic has definitely proved himself over Embiid. I mean, I think I just think also Jokic's position on the Nuggets and the fact that they completely fall apart when he's not on the floor is exactly what an MVP is. He is the glue that is holding the Nuggets together right now. And the 76ers are still winning without Joel Embiid. Tyrese Maxey's going off. Uh, they've got Harden in there to kind of be a leader. So Jokic is the glue that holds the Nuggets together. And I think he is the, he should be the favorite for MVP right now, for sure. All right, speaking of Embiid, let's get into tonight's main event. We got a good one, if not a great one, in the Eastern Conference here. The seating in the top four is coming down to the wire. We got the Bucks on the road getting plus one and a half right now on FanDuel against the host Sixers. Little NBA on TNT, Natty Television. Which way are you leaning in this one, Liv? This is a tough one. I mean, in the last 13, the Bucks are nine and four against the spread and the 76ers are four, eight and one. So I do think the 76ers are picking up momentum right now. Like I said, Maxi has definitely found his role. I saw some sort of video that said like Maxi is Philadelphia's collective son. And it kind of feels that way where everyone he's just young and he's got this excitement to him. And I think he's bringing, bringing something to the 76ers right now that they've desperately needed for a while, which is offensive help to a guy like Embiid. Um, but I do lean bucks here. I think offensively, they're the stronger team. Um, they rank fourth right now in points scored per game defensively. They're average, especially compared to the 76ers. Their defense has been much stronger, but I don't know. I, I, for whatever reason, I am leaning bucks to cover here plus one and a half, uh, 
they're, they're a team that's just got cohesiveness all around and they're pretty consistent. So I'm going to lean bucks here, but this is a tough one. Cause like I said, 76ers are picking up momentum and they're playing at home. So I, I hate this line cause it's very exactly where it should be, but I do lean bucks here. I'm with you. I'm I'm actually loving the Bucks in this spot, particularly because I got blown out by the Grizzlies last game. They're 17 and 10 off a loss on the season. To your point, they've been covering eight and eight and three in their last 11 against the spread. The Sixers are just one and five against the spread in their last six. Harden's kind of looking good, then he isn't looking good, then he isn't. Right. I mean, they're only seven, eight, and one covering since he came on the team. And I look at this Bucks team, uh, to your point as well, playing excellent offense. They're putting up 122 a game in their last 10. And they cover against Philly. They're 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven against the Sixers. They swept them last year. They're 1-1 one one this season. And I just think and – and here's another betting trend too. They're f- awful loss against Philly. They keep running into them after, after a loss. They're 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six. I know Giannis is questionable tonight, but I think if he goes, and I believe he will, they will have more offense. I think the over is probably a play as well here, but I just, we've seen it with these Doc Rivers teams. Doesn't matter if he's a Clippers coach or a Sixers coach, he can't hold leads. He can't sustain them. I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's motivation with his players. Either way, I think the Bucs off a loss are going to run free, play hungry, and they've been tightening up the defense a little bit. Of course, it's not the right. defense of last year. But, yeah, I'm with you. I'm loving Milwaukee tonight. And give me the one and a half. Why not? Let's do it. I like it, too. All right. This is going to be like therapy for me to, to talk this out here as a Laker diehard. But this Lakers line for them to make the play-in tournament, it's around the pick A little bit of juice for them to get in here. I am disgusted. I'm angry. I'm sad. It's just an awful, awful season as we watch what should have been on the Lakers, which is DeRozan cook all season. They're sitting there in 10th right now. Live 10, make the play in. Uh, Of course, it'll be 7, 10, 8, 9. You got the Pelicans now with the win against them. Leapfrogged them in the standings at 9. The Spurs are right there. uh, A half game below them at 31 and 44. What is your takeaway on the Lakers? I'll start with you. Do they make the play in tournament or do they not? As we were told by our producer, LeBron may not be playing tonight against Dallas. Yeah, uh, I think it's definitely um, not a great spot for the Lakers to be in right now. Like you said, the Spurs are just below them. And I'm loving this Spurs team right now. Guys like DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, um, Yaka Pirtle had a great game last night as well. This Spurs team to me is a type of team that in this last final stretch is going to kick it up a notch, win some games and get that last spot. I just don't see the Lakers right now having any sort of momentum, any sort of, co- you know, cohesiveness, any sort of chemistry. Um, And exactly like you just said, LeBron James not playing, I have no hope for this Lakers team. There's only so much that he can do. He's pretty much carrying this team offensively. If he's not playing, there is no hope for the Lakers. And I do think the Spurs are very competitive. Um, They play great basketball. And so it's going to be tough. But I could see down this last final stretch, the Spurs sneaking in that number 10 spot and the Lakers getting booted just because, you know, we don't know the status of LeBron James and, I mean, they blew a 20 point lead and then didn't cover the plus four the other night. I mean, it was, it's just, they are not playing basketball. 
like even remotely average right now. I, I don't even watch them anymore. And, and and that's the hard part is sometimes you get hope. You're like, oh, there they are. That's, you know, they're looking good. And then they fall apart and you just can't afford to do that in this final stretch of games when you're the last team into the play in tournament. So I worry about them. I, I, I lean, no, they won't um, just because I don't know the status of LeBron James right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm rather, discombobulated about it i I wrote down everybody's schedule to talk it out with you because this is what i feel like if lebron can just be superman and the ankle that he rolled is okay let's say he misses the mavs game which he probably should to try to go down the stretch and come back they play and, and espn did a bit on this yesterday they are only favored in one of these games i'm rather terrified but they play very well against the jazz They do. For some reason, they play the Jazz well. And I think they get a bounce-back win against the Pelicans in two games out, which could be huge. Now, they play your Nuggets twice, which is terrifying. But riddle me this. They play the Nuggets last in in the season. If there's some reason an already concrete position for Denver, they're going to rest everyone for the playoffs. Right. Right. They'll beat beat the – They'll beat the Thunder. They play the Warriors oddly well as well, and Curry's out. They're really – we don't really know what to make of the Warriors right now. Steve Kerr was just turning red as a tomato yesterday, getting blown out by the Grizzlies. And then they'll lose to the Suns. That's the Lakers' rest of the schedule. Real quick on the Spurs. They play the Grizzlies, they'll lose. They have Portland twice, which is probably 2-0. But then they got to play in their last four. You guys, the Nuggets, the T-Wolves, the Warriors, and the Mavs. I feel like if it comes down to the Spurs and the Lakers in that last spot, if the Lakers can beat the Pelicans once, do you think that Spurs can lose four straight between Denver, T-Wolves, Warriors, and Mavericks? Well, here's what I'll tell you about them facing Denver. As much as I love my own team, our perimeter defense is suspect at best. Um, And the three balls coming out of that Spurs team is not something to uh, underestimate at all. I mean, I don't know if you watch them play the Trailblazers. Now, granted, it's the Trailblazers. I'm aware it's like a G League roster right now. But it was three after three after three. I would argue DeJounte Murray is one of the strongest point guards in the league. I love the way he plays basketball. Uh, I think his leadership on the Spurs is very important to their success. And he is very consistently excellent at his job. Um, So if they get hot from the three and the perimeter defense is lacking on any of those teams, I think the Warriors perimeter defense is struggling right now. The way that the Grizzlies were shooting on them just last night was embarrassing. Um, So I... I think the Spurs may, may win some games in there. I don't think they're going to lose all four of those games. I think there's going to be a couple of games in there where they shock some people and they play really, really well. So Spurs might be a little bit of my sleeper team for the play in tournament. Cause I, I love the way they play basketball. I love the way they play basketball. They're exciting. They're aggressive. They're um, competitive. I, I love them. All right. Well, I I'm praying that AD comes back. I'm hearing that go. he's like exercising according to Vogel. I just, I can't. And again, there's no conspiracy here. There's no ref that can give him a whistle, but the Lakers to not make the playoffs would just be a travesty. Even if they can't get into the play in tournament, it's just, it's an abomination. So I'm saying yes, because I am emotionally betting on this. I believe they're plus 500 on FanDuel to make the playoffs which is just insane considering they were minus 900 just a couple months ago to make the playoffs. So it's just been a free fall. Of course, injuries is the bailout on paper, but 
I'm going to go yes and hope for a Christmas miracle. We'll see how go. it goes. All there right. Go. Let's get into player props. Your favorite. You kill it. Let's start with Joel Embiid. 30.5 tonight. Going against the Bucks. You over under and you feel like that's where the number should be? Number is exactly where it should be. He's averaging on the season 29.9 points. Uh, in the last 10, he's averaging 30.9. Uh, so absolutely exactly where it should be. In the last five, he's had 37, 27, 30, 21, 32. Uh, so definitely floating around that 30 range. You know, some nights he goes off. Other nights, you know, guys like Tyrese Maxey have really good games offensively. So he doesn't have to do as much. Um, number is exactly where it should be. In the last seven, the Bucks are giving up an average of 25.44 points per game to opposing centers. Um, he did score 42 points the last time that he played the Bucks, So I do lean taking the over here. I think this is one of those games where guys like Giannis and Embiid are going to be fighting for every basket, getting to the line a lot, um, getting a lot of, of foul calls. So I really like Embiid in this spot tonight, exactly where it should be. And I would take the over. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the over just 42. He, he dominated. No. last game against the Bucks, 29.9 in the season. Everything pretty much you said. I don't have too much to add. I mean, he's hit the six of his last 10. But when he goes over, he goes over quite a bit. I mean, I was impressed 37 against the Suns the other night in that loss. And Harden, and we'll speak about him in a second, he hasn't played to really his ability, at least from a points-per-game average. So if it isn't Harden to make up for getting over 25, it's got to be Embiid. And this Bucks team, again, we alluded to it out the gate, not the same defense. So if they're going to stay in this, it's going to be Embiid giving them over 30.5. So I'm with you on the over. Love it. All right, let's, let's talk about Giannis here, 29.5. How are you feeling about that points-per-game tonight? Yeah, number is exactly where it should be. Maybe even a point low, uh, too low, in my opinion. He in the last ten, he's averaging thirty-one point six. He had thirty-one and a half. Uh, he's averaging thirty-one and a half in the two games that he's played the 76ers this season. So I actually expected the number to be exactly where Embiid's was, which is thirty and a half. Um, I definitely expected it to be right around there. So maybe even a point too low, but I would say absolutely take the over. Um, he's hit over twenty-nine and a half in four of the last five games. Like I said. In two games, he's averaging 31 and a half to this 76ers team. Obviously, he is day to day, so it'll be interesting to see if he plays or not. Um, the 76ers are guarding power forwards pretty well, actually. Uh, they're giving up the second fewest points to opposing power forwards in the last seven at an average of 15.22. So they will be guarding him uh, to the best of their abilities. But again, he's averaging 31 and a half in two games. So it's hard to slow a guy like him down. So I think the number may be a little bit low, but I would still consider taking the over because I think offensively his role is just way too important on this Bucks team. And if they're going to score points, it's going to come from him. So I think a little low on the, on the line, but I would take the over. Yeah, if it was 30.5, as sick as Vegas is, maybe I reassess, but hit 36 of his last seven, yeah. 32 and 31, the two times he played them this season. I think he realizes the importance of this game, puts the team on his back. If he's going, he's going 110. I'm on the over as well, 29.5. Let's get it. Love it. All right, staying in that game, Harden. Weird to see him down at 22.5. I don't know if you feel that's too low or not, but he is sitting right there at 22 and a half. You on the over or under for that? Yeah. I mean, this, to be honest with you, um, 
don't love taking Harden points right now. Not because I don't think he's capable of scoring, but uh, I just, his role, he obviously in the, you know, if you go to the ESPN depth chart, you're going to see that it shows he's at the shooting guard position. We know that is not true. He is doing all of the facilitating out there. You've got Tyrese Maxey, who I think does step into more of that shooting guard position. Uh, James Harden to me is a facilitator. So taking his points doesn't really seem like the best bet when you're looking at him um, in two games, he's averaging 18 points versus the bucks this season. Last 10, he's averaging 21.1. Um, and in his last five, he's hit over this number three of the last five. So it's not a bad number, to be honest with you. I think it's a little high uh, just because of the way he's played this Bucks team this season. And the fact that he really is more of a point guard and doesn't really, you know, obviously you look at his last five, you're like, well, he does score well. He had 29 in one game and 24 in two of the games. So he's hit the over, but um, I see him in more of the facilitating role. I really do. So I think the number is a little high and I would honestly probably take the under. It's tough because if Drew Holiday's locking them down, then that's not good for us. It's such a low number. And then I like to do this with guys that can shoot when they have a bad game the game before, like he was two and two for 11 in his last game against the Suns. He comes back. I mean, the last two times he was in the teens, he hit this, this number over. So that's kind of my rationale here. Bad game comes back, shoots better. Holiday makes me nervous. I'd probably pass on betting on it, but in, in honor of this segment, just because the Bucks are ranked 20th in their last 10 games in defense, it's a little low. I think he can get the over. I'm not super confident in it, but again, if it was 23 and a half, 24 and a half, I'd probably say under, but I don't know, 22 and a half for Harden off a bad shooting night. I think he could hit three threes, make it easy, get to the line, you know, a for couple sure. of J's, get get it over for us. For sure. Love All it. right, let's get let's get to KD 27 and a half versus the Pistons. Nets at home. How you feeling on this one? Terrified, uh, only because <laughs> I obviously took Kyrie Irving in his first game at home thinking he was going to go ballistic and he went into the fourth quarter two for 13 from the field. So part of me feels like a Kyrie moment is brewing up and everyone being on him in that first home game back. Now he's like, oh, just wait. Uh, so really scared to touch the nets right now at all from a player prop perspective. But I do feel like this line is a little bit low. Uh, Kevin Durant's averaging 29.4 in the last 10, but even better in the last three games that he's played the Pistons this season, he's averaging 34.3. So I think the number is a little bit low um, where it's sitting at 27 and a half. He's only hit that number in three of the last five In the last two, he hasn't hit it. Um, so again, I, depending on what Kyrie Irving's offensive role looks like tonight and how he plays offensively, this one scares me. I personally wouldn't bet on KD or Kyrie right now until I get a little bit more of an idea on what that chemistry looks like with Kyrie back full time. Cause I think there's opportunities for KD to take a step back from offense and there's opportunities where Kyrie can take a step back from offense. So until I know that role a little bit, I'm definitely staying away from KD or Kyrie props right now, but do feel like the line is low and based on how he's averaged against this Pistons team this season, I would take the over. Yeah, I'm going over. He Pistons 21st ranked D. They don't stop too many people. I, I mean, they do cover for some reason, but they they, they do still allow crazy. I know it's crazy, but I looked it up. Durant averages 28.4 against him in his career. Last two times, 29 and a 51 piece on December 12th this season. He's hit over this three of his last five. 
humble game last game. I think he comes out a little angry because they should have had that Hornets win. And yeah, it was, it was probably an off game stylistically for them a little bit last game, right? I mean, they're used to having Kyrie not in the lineup at home. I think that probably got in his head. You know, I think he likes playing the villain on the row at home, maybe, you know, hometown, hometown, uh, homecoming, if you will. Maybe they, they tried to integrate them a little too much with the emotions at home. So I think they get it right. Probably blow out the Pistons. A much need a win for them, too, because they're still somehow at the end of the bottom of the, the East standings there for playoff purposes. But I like Durant to go over 27 and a half tonight versus the Pistons. I'm with you. Cool. All right, let's wrap it up with Luka in a, in a game against the Lakers without probably LeBron. 29.5, Liv. You going over or under for the last one? Believe it or not, I mean, I, I never like to fade a guy like Luca because he's just when he turns it on, he turns it on. And you it's like betting the under on Trey Young. Like there are some games where that is a great bet and everything makes sense. And the stars align for the under to hit and they just go ballistic. And I feel like that could happen tonight with Luca. But I do feel like this number is too high. Um, and let me tell you why. He only had 25 points the last time that he played the Lakers this season. He's averaging 20. He's averaging 27.7 in the last 10. Um, and the Lakers in the last seven are giving up the third fewest points to opposing point guards at 18.21 per game. So if there's anything the Lakers are doing well, it's defending point guards. So that's something, Alex, that you can take away and say, okay, well, at least we're doing something right. Um, so this number does feel a little bit high for me. Uh, he's only hit this number in two of the last five games. So is it possible he goes off? Absolutely. It's Luca. Numbers wise at the numbers I'm looking at the trends, the way he's performed against them earlier this season, I think it's too high and I would take the under, but I would never actually put my money on a Luka Doncic under because I think it's insane, but I do think the under is the better bet tonight for him. And the number is too high, man. You took my, my, it's like you, we wrote the same script. I <laughs> am, I'm completely uh, with you. I'm on the under. He only averages 22 against him in his career. And I remember seeing this when we were talking about him against the Grizzlies and he didn't play the Grizzlies well. And then he hit the under on that one again, only hit it two of his last five, as you alluded to 25 in the last game, 18 against the Lakers in the previous game. And then there's also the element of what if they blow him out and right. they're up, you know, 15, 20 yeah. in the third, you know, put yep. in Dinwiddie, get some more reps. Let's, you know, get Luke on a pitch count, so to speak. So that scares me. I think it's a little high. I'm completely with you. I'm going under. We are we are linked for this episode. Hopefully, hey, last time we cast more than we didn't. So yes, hopefully we, did. we do it again. That's right. I love that energy. Let's keep it moving. All right. This is another episode of the best game we show ever. Make sure to follow Liv on all things social for Liv Moods. I'm Alex Monaco. Shout out to our producer, Brumley. We'll be back in a couple of days on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. See ya. The volume.